Welcome to Duo Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Mercedes Blends, and today I challenge you to take a relationship assessment. Starting off, I've got Miss Morgan Solis. I'm sorry, Mrs. Morgan Solis, aka motivational speaker, mom entrepreneur, and a very, very dear, dear person in my life. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. You've been a really integral part of me on the journey of doing the podcast. So I'm excited that you're on our first, well, not our first episode, but you're on, we're doing our first episode together. So Morgan's actually going to be on the podcast a few more times this season um, with a few different subjects, but that's because she's just a trusted advisee and she's one of the main people that I go to for advice about a lot of things. She's got a lot to say. So let's get started. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was obviously the last episode, aka the first episode of Dual Reality. I talked about expectations and not only removing expectations, but when having expectations in the form of boundaries and when you're taking a relationship assessment. And when I was talking about expectations, I had actually brought up the concept of cups and feeling filling cups Mm -hmm. and this concept i actually got from morgan and she we had had several many a conversation after jen had passed away but one of the number one things that really stuck out to me was this analogy this metaphor of having empty cups that need to be filled and these are like categorical cups so i want to ask you where you got where did you get that concept from um, I actually had gone through spiritual counseling about five years ago um, through a group called Open My Eyes Ministries, and uh, my mentor Kendra had introduced me into um, that concept. And then there's also a concept of love languages, which comes from a book that I honestly haven't read, but I know the concept of it because, <laughs> 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 because I've taken like the tests and stuff to find out what your love languages are and in in finding out the way that you interact with people. Mm. It could be, you know, your significant other, but it also could be people in your life too. There's different cups that we expect others to fill for us, right? So right. say for example, like you explained on your last um on your last on podcast your episode. On your first episode, <laughs> which was amazing. If you haven't watched it yet, you need to watch it uh, because everything she has to say is like really gold. So on her last episode, she's talking about how she had certain expectations of people and because they weren't being met, she was feeling um, unfulfilled, you know, in those areas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that can be with your mom. That can be with your husband or your significant other. That could be with a sibling or a best friend even. Mm -hmm. Um, we all hold certain people to certain expectations and sometimes they're not in the right place to be able to fill that. And so for me, I have learned that in all of my relationships that sometimes if I'm feeling unfulfilled in that relationship, I have to take a step back and think about why I'm feeling unfulfilled. Because if it's something that I'm expecting them to provide for me and they're not providing it for me, then I need to reassess that because that might not be something that they can provide for me at that moment. And and it's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. I had high expectations or expectations of my mom before, mm-hmm. you know, and that that hindered our relationship from being being closer. We could have been way closer way sooner if I didn't have expectations of her to be a certain way. And as 
you know, there was a time where she would be coming to me, you know, with with problems or she would because she she valued my opinion, which is a great thing to have from your mom. That's something that, you know, I think maybe a lot of people might want is to have that type of relationship where your mom can come to you with their problems. But there was a time where I was like, I don't want to hear your problems. I'm your mo- I'm your daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you need to be strong for me. I don't need to be strong for you. Mm-hmm. But that's an expectation that I put on her. And because of that expectation, we weren't able to be as close. And so I had to, I actually, by Kendra, the mentor I was talking about, I actually lived with her. And um, and there was a time where she's like, you are really mean to your mom. Mm. And I was like, no, not, you know, she's annoying. Like, <laughs> isn't everyone's mom annoying? Like, don't you ever, doesn't everyone have that issue? And she's like, no, you're mean to her. We need to process that because you're going, <laughs> like, it's something that you need to deal with. And I was, I didn't understand at the time. But when we went down to like, we went down to process that um, and, you know, and I had to give that to God and and God actually showed me that the things that my mom were dealing with were the same things that I was dealing with. And they were, they ended up being a generational thing, you know, Mm. where it's like the things that my mom had issues with that we clashed on. It's something that was deep seated in our family that needed to be it needed to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment, I dealt with that. And I was able to, it was, for me, it humanized my mom. So I didn't have that expectation of her to be this certain thing here, there, and whatever, because she's my mom and I love her and I can, she can just be who she is and, and I don't have to expect anything from her. Um, and now we're so much closer. We talk almost every day. I tell her almost everything. And, and it's just it's such a better thing now because I'm not holding her to these expectations of what she is. She's allowed to be who she can be. And now I'm a safe place for her. Yeah. And, you know, and even though she's my mom and she came before me, all that means is she came before me. It doesn't make her any better than me. It doesn't make the expectation of who should be, who she should be as a person any higher. She, she is who she's meant to be. And now I can love her for who she is and we can have that open relationship and that will fill that cup. I think it's really actually kind of beautiful your relationship with your mom now because I remember back in the day. <laughs> and I I mean of course, you know, I grew up the way that I grew up and so seeing that when I when I would go to your house and seeing how loving that your mom was and or at least that she tried to be, you know, I would be like honestly I would get like a little jealous cuz I'd be like wow, here's somebody who cares. Like your mom really cared about you and she was kind of strict too at times and you were just like this rebellious just person like rebellious in the I wasn't that rebellious but go ahead <laughs> okay <laughs> rebellious in the way that you just had your own opinion mm-hmm. and you were not afraid to voice that opinion right. and yeah. that's one of the things that I loved about you let's go back a little bit I want to talk about what are the different categories of cups that you have first of all okay um because I think when we're talking about cups, we're talking like categorical cups. These are cups or these are cups within yourself that you need to be successful and feel good about yourself. So for example, yeah, and feel love. So for example, the cup that she's talking about, she had a cup 
for this parental figure, for this mom figure. And in her mind, her mom was supposed to be this type of this specific type of person and fill this specific type of cup in a certain way. And because her mom didn't not only fill the cup, but didn't meet up the expectation of this version of a mom that she was supposed to have there, they had that friction mm -hmm. constantly. And so you had to change not only your expectation of your mom, but but how did you have that cup filled? the the original cup of what you thought of of the mother cup the maternal cup and how did did you change the cup or did you i'm, I'm confused as to how that worked mm -hmm. well for example for me the cup always has to be filled by god mm -hmm. the the whole concept of any other person being able to fill your cup is really just illusional gotcha because you can't expect someone else to to be the fulfillment in your life. You mm -hmm. can't, ex no matter what role they play in your life, even if it's your significant other, mm -hmm. even if it's, you know, you're like the person you look up to the most in your life and they can do no wrong in your eyes, there's always going to be something they fall short of. And you can't ever expect a human person to fill that cup or fill that void mm -hmm. or whatever void you might have. So when we're talking about cups, we're talking about voids. We're talking mm -hmm. about, um, you know, those expectations, those things that you yearn for, the things that you need inside that you're not getting. Now for me, um, the only way that that could ever be filled was if I went to God for it. Mm. And so when I went in and I processed my mom mm -hmm. and I asked God to fill this cup for me, he humanized my mom and showed me who she was from the inside out instead of me seeing her from the facade of what a mom is supposed to be. Ooh, okay. I see what you mean there. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of what it is. And when you're talking about <laughs> filling cups and you're talking about relationships, it's kind of like a checks and balances, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I do this, then you, you expect someone else to, to counter it, right? Like, or you give out love, right? You're giving love to someone and you're ex when, you're, when you're giving that out, you're expecting something back. But sometimes you kind of have to not have that expectation of right. getting something back and understanding that what you put out and what you what you give is enough and God's going to replenish that. God's mm. going to fill that cup. I see, I see, I see, I see. You know, actually, I was. this reminds me of, of that. I listened to that podcast that you sent me yesterday mm -hmm. of her saying, <clears throat> her saying that she gives money or when she gives money mm -hmm. she doesn't carry cash on her so I'm gonna have to plug what is what's the manifestation babe manifestation babe yeah yeah manifestation babe podcast she sent me this podcast yesterday and she talks about how she doesn't carry cash on her and I thought that was so like it was just so interesting to me because I don't carry cash on me either and I only when I have cash I know that I have cash for a reason so she doesn't carry cash on her because she and just ends up giving it to homeless people or ends up giving it to people whoever she sees fit not that she sees fit, but whoever she feels moved to give the money to. And she um, so would oftentimes just end up not getting, having cash anyways because she would just give it to whoever. And she was giving several examples of people who were around her who were like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Why would you give money yeah. to somebody? Oh my God, why would you give money to that homeless person? Like, you have no idea what they're going to do with that money. And this is the same concept that I have when it comes to, especially when it comes to money, is it's not my responsibility what they do with that money when I give it to them. It was my responsibility to give it to them. Yeah. It was, it was on my heart. It's my karma what I do when I give it to them, what happens after I, that money leaves my hands is not my responsibility, is not my karma. And it's their choice. 
And so it's kind of the same thing when it, when you're talking about right now, you're talking about, you know, giving love. And when you're filling cups, if I'm able to fill someone's cup, regardless of whether I'm getting something back from it, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Because it's not on me what they do with that energy, like that text message I had said to a girl. Mm-hmm. Where I felt like it, I had to send a text message to somebody who I love and adore and appreciate, but just was not rubbing me the we were just not connecting and it just it was kind of the end of of an era i guess um but i felt like i had to send one last text message just trying to be in olive brands trying to mend the situation and it went exactly what i thought it was gonna go which is was left but, but i your part. but i had to do my part because i was like you know what i'm feeling it in my heart where i i just have to do my part and extend the olive branch what they do from there is not my responsibility and and i i was okay with whatever outcome came with it and the same thing with giving money same thing with um you know spending time with somebody whatever cup that i feel i'm capable of filling is is i'm gonna do that yeah and it's funny because I feel like before I even knew the concept of like having expectations or filling cups and things like that, I already had that expectation when it came to friends. Mm. Because my entire life, I've always been the friend that always like wants to put everything into my friends. Like I always want to be there for them. I'm always there for them no matter what. And I always felt like I wasn't getting back what I was expecting. I wasn't getting back the same energy that I was putting out, right? Like I would go and be this certain friend and I wouldn't get, I would feel like, you know, they would be this friend to other people, but not to me. And, and then it would hurt my feelings and I would feel sad and I would feel isolated and all this stuff. But early on, I feel, I figured it out that it's like, I don't need to expect anything back from anyone. Right. The love that I give to someone shouldn't be with expectation in return. I shouldn't be like, oh, I'm gonna be your friend, but you have to do this in order to keep my friendship. If I'm gonna be there for you, it's because I love you. If I'm going to be your friend, it's because I wanna be there for you. And if you're not able to be there for me the same way that I'm there for you, then you know, I hope one day you can be, but it's it's okay. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm doing my part. Right. And in, in life, I've had, some of the best friends that come into my life in the most unexpected times that are there for me that are just like spiritually people that have lifted me up and been there for me and and I can go days without talking to them we don't have to see each other all the time like we when we're really great friends and the people are there for me like that and so I feel like with having that expectation it allowed to open that open that up for the right people to come into my life because if sometimes those friends that I was expecting to be as committed to me as I was to them were not the right people that are supposed to be in my life they're they were people who are meant to be on part of my journey but they're not my lifetime friend okay so now that we've established the concept of categorical cups I want to talk a little bit more about your tribe. So this episode, I really want to get into a relationship assessment. And I think the concept of the categorical cups is a great way, a great foundation. Um, because when you're thinking about an assessment, you need to know who's filling what cup, right? Um, so for just to start off, how has your tribe, how has your tribe, if it has changed, how has your tribe changed? Um, since you've developed this concept of assessment? Um, 
I wouldn't say that the concept changed my tribe per se, um, but I could say that when I when I'm more selective with who I share my time with, who I am and how I develop is different. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like I still have people who are part of my tribe mm-hmm. that might not be on the same path as me, but we still can connect. I can still fill their cup or, you know, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can still be someone in their life that helps them, but it doesn't always mean that they're going to be someone who speaks into my life, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So you just, as far as... Because really, the the filling of the cups is not by people. It's not by friends. Right. It's by God. So that's where I'm getting a little bit confused as far as translating that into your tribe. So for me, yes, I I completely understand that at the end of the day, your cup should be filled by the universe, by Mm -hmm. God, by spirit, and by yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm there right there with you. However, I do feel like there are certain people in my life each person in my life does okay, help like out and fill fill that cup as well. Okay. So for me, what I call them are like deposits. So like you, oh, so if you think, me. if you think of love well, as love as like a bank account, right? Okay. There's some people who take, they take money out. They withdraw, mm-hmm. right? And you then you did use this concept. It's coming back to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming back to and me. And then there's people who, who deposit. So there might be some people who you can still love and they're part of your life. They're part of your tribe, but you can't spend a lot of time with them because they're constantly withdrawing without depositing. Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? <laughs> some people call that uh, energy vampires. That could definitely be. Yeah. Yeah. I know a few of those. Yeah. And sometimes that's just because that person might be in a in a dark place and Sometimes they need your love deposits to help them get out of that, right? They they might benefit from that. They might be in debt <laughs> already, mm-hmm. right? And they don't have anything to give you that deposit. And so if you're surrounding yourself by people who are already putting those deposits in, mm. then you have that energy to be able to deposit into other people's lives. Uh, I see. Um, and so for me, I would say it's not necessarily that my tribe has changed based off of that, but maybe the people the amount of time that I spend with certain people might be different. Yeah. Especially if I'm in a good place and I want, I want growth and I want, you know, like right now I feel like I'm at the peak of my, um, so far (laughs) of my, you know, just ambitions and like, and being motivated and wanting, having really big, big visions for my life. Mm -hmm. And in order to, have those come to pass. I need people who see that vision with me. You know, oh, I can't be around a bunch of people who are just doubters are going to just, well, what about this? And have you heard about that? And, mm. oh, you know, like it, it, it's different when someone is concerned for you and said, you know, have you thought about these cons? I know you said these pros and I want to make sure that you, that's one thing. That's accountability. That's accountability. That's accountability. Accountability is good to have in friendship. And, you know, sometimes it's not like those friends. Like, I think a lot of the reason why growing up, I was the friend that people shied away from Mm -hmm. is because I'm the one that holds you accountable. Yeah. You know, like when you're doing something that you're not supposed to do, I'm going to tell you, you know, 
that's probably not right you know like oh yeah especially if it's something that like for example in our friendship if i've told you and made it known to you that i have certain goals or i have certain things and then i do things outside of those goals you're you're quick to tell me hey girl yeah, that, that, that's not aligning I, with what that, we talked that, about I, that, 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 that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not aligning girl i know yeah and, and not a lot of people can hear that yeah not and, a lot of people can and, hear and that. i had to learn that too is that i have to choose who i do that with now you know what I mean? Some yeah. people don't want my accountability. They don't value it. And so I have to <laughs> I have to hold that in and say, you know what? This person at this time in their life, they don't want the accountability. Yeah. And that's it. That's fine. You know, that's that's their boundary. That is their boundary. Yes. We're talking <laughs> about that next. Yes. But, you know, it's just a matter of where you want to be in life. If you're wanting to be motivated and you want, you have big dreams, you have big goals mm -hmm. and you're wanting to achieve those, you have to surround yourself with not only people who have similar visions, but at least can see yours. You oh, know, yeah. it, it doesn't always have to be, you know, they always say like you are who you surround yourself with and all that. Yeah. And it, <laughs> yeah. And Mercedes and I, like we both think of that the same way. Cause it's like, well, no, because I mm -hmm. have friends who mm -hmm. do X, Y, and Z, and I'm not that way, or right. whatever the case is. And I, I love, I love people. That's yes. that's one thing about me is like I always try to find the best in everyone and try to you know see see the gold, yeah. you know. And so I will have friends that are not on the same page as me that don't have the vision as me, but what they get from me is going to be different from the one who does. Yeah, you know, and they don't get as much time. That's what right. I'm noticing. So I, I feel the same way. And I think that I one of the things that I do really think is, you know, I used to hate the concept of like, oh, you are who you surround yourself. I'm I'm realizing more and more that it's not necessarily um, the people who are my friends mm -hmm. that I, I'm more like. But I do notice that whatever phase of life that I'm in, I just attract the people who are in the same phase of life. Right. And I and for example, right now, like I do have, you know, quite, I wouldn't say like a lot, but I do have a good amount of friends, you know, a good amount of people and they're very mixed because I get along well with a lot of different people um, and who are on a lot of different paths in life. But right now, like I'm in such a certain, a certain point in my life right now where I can't afford to give them a lot of my time. Right. That doesn't make me any less their friend. That doesn't make me um, any less. I'll be there the second that you call right. me. Like mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm still there for you, and I'm, and I'm here. And but a lot of times they don't want to be around me. I've had people tell me, you know, you're just too positive. I've literally had people tell me, I can't be a, like you're just too positive, and I don't need that energy right now. Okay, that listen, <laughs> you're doing me a favor because the, I can't afford to, to not be that negative. <laughs> Like what? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I can't afford to be, I can't afford to be in that space either. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that, you know, like I'm attracting more people who are on the same wavelength as me in this point of my life right now. And I, I think I always have, depending on what point in life is. That's why so many different people have like are just attracted to my energy because if I'm negative, I'm negative. It's out. Like it's, it's all bad. But when I'm when I'm here and I'm positive and I'm present and I want to be in life, like I attract that same energy and I have a lot of goals. And now that I've really, really allowed myself to to want to be here and be on this planet and, and have a future and really like move towards my purpose in life, 
I feel like I'm tra- attracting that same energy, and I'm, that's why I'm glad that we're we're together a lot more. We've always had a good relationship, mm-hmm. but we're around each other nonstop, and we live together now. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we pretty much live together now. Um, no, but we're around each other like all the time, and I think it's because we're both along the same goals. And even though we might not have the same exact goal, the energy is the same. Mm-hmm. And talking about this, I want to talk about boundaries. Obviously, when you're dealing with someone like you and myself who are very compassionate people, who are very loving people, there has to be a boundary. You have to have your own boundaries within yourself because people are just going to want to feed off of your energy and be these energy vampires and want your attention. And it just happens. How do you set boundaries? Because you're such a compassionate, loving person. How do you assess someone? How do you where do you draw the line when somebody is draining you? Like how what how does that assessment go for you? What's that process like? I think for me, it it just all depends on the way that it's received. Mm. So if someone's calling me and they're like, my car broke down and I, my boyfriend and I are fighting again. And I'm just, and I'm not, I'm really not speaking about anyone specific. I'm just thinking of whatever comes on top of my head, but Mm -hmm. like where it's just constantly negative, right? Where you're just like, okay, so me being who I am, I'm going to say, so what's going on inside? You know, like I'm going to kind of try to dig deep into the root cause of the issue so we could figure out the solution. You know, I'm a solution person. And so if at that point you're not trying to hear what I have to say and you're you just want to stay stuck in that negative mind space and you just want to be where you are, um, probably going to back off a little bit mm-hmm. because sometimes people, like I said, I had to learn. Sometimes people don't want that from me at that moment and that's not what they're looking for me. So maybe they just need someone to listen to them. So I will listen to them, mm-hmm. but then I just kind of know I need to, I need to make sure that when I am listening to them, that I have been deposited, that yes. I have been my cups have been filled and I'm not in a place because you might get off the phone with that person. And then now you're like, oh, mm. my, now, now your car's breaking down and now all this is coming. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's interesting to see like the, the people that you're around and the, the things that you allow you, you allow yourself to open up to, they affect you, you know, a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of, um, to the point where, if I notice that it's affecting the way that I think, mm-hmm. the way that I operate, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling drained, then I need to I need to reevaluate. Yes, you know it's not necessarily meaning that that person is bad or that they're not my friend or I don't love them anymore. That might just mean that I need to pray for them on my own time mm-hmm. and hope that whatever's going through in in their heart and their whatever that whatever I'm saying to them at that moment they might not be listening that moment whatever I'm saying might resonate later and they can and they can be someone later on be someone that I can interact with more right because sometimes that person's just going through that crazy thing you know I just and usually those people are like those type of people who want to talk to you and then they pull away and then they they don't talk to you for a long time. And that, that really used to hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. When when someone 
would go to you for advice or they're your friend and you guys are interacting and all this stuff and then all of a sudden they just ghost you you know like i've had a lot of friends that do that to me i do that i'm very guilty of that yeah yeah <laughs> i'm very <laughs> but, guilty of that yeah. in but i realize that sometimes it's well, first of all i realize it's not personal yes. so i think that's a b- boundary that i had to learn is is to see past the physical and understand that people are going through things that have nothing to do with me and er- not everything is about me man uh, yes because i think sometimes you know you you I don't know. I won't say you. I'll say I <laughs> have um, a self-centered type of mindset where I'm like, well, did I say something wrong? Or, you know, are they mad at me? Or I can't believe that they wouldn't talk to me after all I've done for them. And 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 it has absolutely nothing to do with me. That's the way they cope with their issues. That's the way that they, you know, are able to kind of, they, sometimes they just need to separate themselves from people to to gain their energy that's the way they are um, able to you know replenish themselves and so I had to learn that that it has nothing to do with me and not take it personally and just say you know what I'm going to give them their space I'm going to pray for them and whenever you come to me I'm here for you right you know but it's kind of just learning what because everyone's telling you something yeah you know you kind of have to just learn how to listen and not just with your ears you know and see the other side of the re- the reality first you see the first reality which right. is the physical and then you go deeper that's mm-hmm. where dual reality comes in by the way <laughs> yeah and it's true like and it's 90 percent of the time the things that you and when it comes to interactions with people it's not going to be their you know physical reality that you're dealing with you're going to be dealing with that spiritual reality mm-hmm. you're dealing with people who are operating out of their um, false, false, false realities. Because sometimes there's things that go on in your childhood, and you have trauma, and you have things that happen, and you're living out of those hurts and those pains, and you don't realize that because it's such a long time ago. Oh, well, that was a long time ago. That doesn't hurt me anymore, man. You know, but but really, uh, most of the time, people that's what how people operate. They operate out of their pain and their trauma, and it and it and it resonates in relationships. Mm-hmm. And then you have a friend who's been through X, Y, Z up and down around the corner, like just the worst things in life. And I'm, I'm like, I'm here. I'm trying to be there for you. I'm trying to love you. But maybe they don't know how to be loved. Right. Maybe it makes them feel uncomfortable that I'm loving them because in their life, people who love them have only wanted things from them. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's an amazing point to be made. And I, I feel a lot of the same way because... <sighs> You're just resonating with me a lot because I do feel that way. And I think that I got worse at ghosting people, my friends especially, after Jim passed away. And I just especially, after Jim passed away, my mom passed away. Like, the two of my biggest people in my entire life were gone. And it was just a lot. And I felt like, you know, being an empath, I didn't realize that my emotions were really, really high. And I was attracting people with high emotions as well. And, and I was feeding off of, I wouldn't say feeding, but I was feeling everybody's emotion. And I was already in such a space that I was already high on emotion. Like my emotions were already really, really high and I was high energy. And so anybody who was in that space who also was high energy, whether it was positive or negative, it just, it was a lot. It was a lot to take on. And there would be times where I'd have to be alone for days, weeks, you know what I'm saying? And like, I always felt 
bad, I guess, because there were some people, I mean, my best friend, I, who, I mean, you were at my house every day too after Jim passed away, but like there would be weeks I couldn't talk to anybody. Like I didn't want to leave my room. And like, even now I still, I still find that it takes me a long time. At t- like I need my space. And it's something I didn't realize about myself because I used to being younger, I used to want to always be around people. I used to always want to be around everybody and like I wanted to be all up under everybody and I just I don't want that anymore. My boundaries are a lot different than they used to be. Um and that's what I think for me, that's where when you're talking about the other reality, that's where spirit comes in for me. So I think about like I think about you and I know you have a pretty high intuition. I too have a high intuition or I'm just really in tune with my intuition, I should say. And so I do see past the, like when I'm thinking of a boundary or I'm assessing relationships, I'm thinking like now I have a a deeper understanding of, of spirit and of the other realities and of, of how people are feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I have to, I really have to check my ego Mm -hmm. a lot a lot I have to check my ego because I do feel that sometimes too where I'm like yo I texted this person like four hours ago they texted me back immediately and then I texted them back immediately and then they it's been four hours five hours six hours it's been two days <laughs> that person that person might have just taken a nap or right like, exactly maybe they're in the hospital or like <laughs> I mean hopefully not but you know what yeah I mean? like you never know you, there's something else the, going on yeah, like right it has nothing to do with you it has nothing to do with me and I think that's what a relationship assessment and a self-assessment does Um, when I talk about filling cups or like you said the deposits I think of it as filling cups I like the concept of cups because they're categorical for me Mm -hmm. and when I'm able to put things in in categories I know not a lot of things fit in categories I know that that's for sure but when I'm able to name an emotion when I'm able to name a void name a feeling and pinpoint what it is then I'm able to then address it, right? And so for me, like in the example that I had given in my expectations, I had this, um, I had this role, I'll say, of the, for this person, and I realized that that role was never going to be filled the way that I wanted it to. That expectation was never going to happen the way that I had in my head, and so I had to check my own ego and say that's just not for me. That's just not something that I don't, I don't want to say it's not something that I could have, but I have to learn to live without that and let people just be who they are. Well, yeah. I mean, I had to reassess when you were going through that time, because when you went through that time, when you were pulling away, that's when I had my first daughter, Yes. you know? And so for me to be honest, you know, during that time, it was like, I wanted you to be there. You know what I mean? Because you know, you're such an important person in my life. And we, you know, you're one of the first people I told I was pregnant. Morgan, don't cry. I'm not going to cry. You look like you're crying. I'm not crying. Okay, you better not be. No, but, you know, and even, and this is a moment where I had to check my ego, okay? Mm-hmm. So it was Lehua's first birthday. And Mercedes decided not to come. But she also just, like, texted me, like, after the party was pretty much over and let me know, right? Mm-hmm. And, and at that moment, I'm like, dude... You couldn't have just let me know the morning of. You couldn't have just, you know, and I started going through all these things. I was there for you. I'm I'm I love you, you know, and it's and then I had to stop and say, you know what? I've never been through anything that she's gone through. And it's been and it was very horrible what she had to endure. And I was there with her at her very exact lowest point. So I know exactly how bad, you know, 
it was. So who am I to judge her on whether or not she's there for me? She's still going through something so crazy. And even though it was about a year since he had passed away, you know, at Alehua's birthday was around the time that he he had passed. So and that didn't even dawn on me, you know, because I'm planning my daughter's birthday. It's her first birthday and all these things, you know. And instead of thinking, you know, Mercedes is going through all this stuff. I need to give her some grace because she's, you know, she's in pain. The first thing I thought was, why aren't you there for me? I'm there for you. Right. You know, and that's where I had to really reevaluate and say, you know what? This isn't about me. This isn't about Lehua. This isn't about anything that has to do with me and my family. This has to do with Mercedes and her pain. And so I just need to be there for her and I need to just just love on her anyways and now where we are where are we you know what i mean like now we're together all the time now she (laughs) sees my daughter every day my daughter may be a little brat to her sometimes (laughs) but she's but now she's working on building a really great relationship with lehua and lehua is going to be i mean mercedes is going to be someone that lehua looks up to and you know and sees and it's like oh i want to be like my auntie merc you know that that's what it's going to be like had i just wrote, wrote her off and said you know what mercedes you weren't there for me and look how much i've been there for you and how dare you mm-hmm. and and i just wrote her off and exited from her life well, how much would i lose that for doing that from from being so selfish and not thinking about things from the other side of the story because there's always two sides to the story and most of the time it's not about you it's about whatever's going on in that person's heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it's just, it's it's interesting to me because sometimes I feel like, um, sometimes I feel like I just, <sighs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I don't, like, I feel sad for that person that I was in that space, you know? And I also sometimes, like, I was very much in in just pain. And so I didn't see how other people were affected. All I, all I could focus on was not spreading that pain. Mm-hmm. That was my only goal. That was the only thing that I can think of. And I just, like, I never wanted to lash out at anybody, and I never did. I never wanted to be the Debbie Downer and it was really really hard for me at that time to celebrate anything mm-hmm. at all and so because I didn't want to just spread the negativity and spread what I was going through because I knew in my heart that I was going to get through it I knew that God was going to pull me through I knew that he was going to find a way and obviously there was a reason for me to still be on this planet but I just remember thinking, like, I do not want to spread this to anybody else. And sometimes I feel sad for her because, you know, I mean, it sucks that I wasn't able to go to Lehua's first birthday party, but I'll be at her second and her third and her fourth and her fifth and, and her like, 25th and exactly. 21st. Exactly. Like, and, and so it does, I mean, even I was telling you this the other day, how it makes me sad sometimes that, like, like, that's one of the reasons why I was so excited that, you know, we're spending so much more time together and that we live closer together because I get to have that relationship with her that I really really wanted and I and and developed that and she's still young enough that 
I think maybe she'll give me some grace, although she's really mean to me. <laughs> she's she really, really mean is. to me. <laughs> she really is. But it's okay. But, I mean, but you had to feel your emotions and allow yourself to be in that place to get to where you are now, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and... We're not going to get into that part yet, because okay. that's a whole other episode. Okay. That's literally a whole other episode. Okay. I want to stick to the boundaries and the, and the relationship assessment. So, okay, so to wrap up, we talked about... Um, your cups relationship assessment regarding or I'm sorry we talked about categorical cups and how to use that concept with your relationship assessment and also um, the analogy of the bank and having people who's depositing into your energy and who's withdrawing from your energy and then we talked a little bit about boundaries right and giving your friends some grace and giving people some grace to wrap it up in a nice little bow for you okay Basically, what we're saying here is utilize or first assess yourself and see what it is that you're, you are needing. What's your void? What are you missing? What are the things that um, you find yourself craving? And this can change throughout different phases of your mm-hmm. life. And then first, like Morgan said, learn how to fill that void with either yourself, with your spirit, with God, with whatever, whatever you believe in. There's, there is a higher power and it's all around us and it is us. So learning to fill that void and not have it be put on somebody else. Then when you're assessing your relationships with your friends and your family and, and, and your tribe, the people that are around you, it's really important that you assess, first of all, are they withdrawing ener- energy from you on a daily basis? How much are they withdrawing? Are they depositing energy into you, into your relationships? How, where's the effort at? And like Morgan said, I really like the idea of you don't have to cut people off, especially we all go through different phases in life. You don't have to completely cut people off, but you maybe have to limit some time with some people and that's okay too. Um, and then we talked about boundaries. Boundaries are really important. And I think boundaries, I think of boundaries as the foundation. Boundaries is the line in the, is the line in the sand that we don't cross. And then expectation is rising to the occasion so i feel like once you've established a conversation once you've established a relationship with somebody there then you can talk about expectations like we have a boundary now we can talk about expectation so for example in our relationship i feel like we do have our boundaries and we learn our boundaries often Mm -hmm. you know i think so and i think it's really important that we voice those boundaries and then we have our expectation of each other and we're okay to have expectation of each other because we've discussed it we've we've talked about it we talk about them all the time and we nurture them right so one of my expectations of you is that you hold me accountable to 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 a lot of things and the re the way that i (laughs) i think part of the way that i consent to that is i listen to what you say right and i allow you to i tell you things because and i allow you to tell me the other things right because if if you tell someone you want them to hold you accountable and then they hold you accountable and then they ghost you because you're holding them accountable then that expectation that they put of you you know what i mean you're not holding up to it so if you're yeah. putting an expectation out of someone to be some way then you better be ready for when they hold themselves up to that expectation. Right. So um, you're saying if my if my expectation of you is that you're going to hold me accountable, then I need to make sure that I'm actually living up to you not, or allowing you to do that. Sometimes you might, you know, you're human. So right. like I have to understand she's not perfect. You know, I'll hold her accountable, but sometimes the things that she might be doing might not be in alignment with what I'm holding her accountable for. Right. That's fine. Um, what 
is not okay is if I'm trying to hold you accountable and now you're annoyed of me because uh, I'm holding you accountable and now mm. you're holding things, you're hiding things from me or you're mm-hmm. you're um, leaving me on red. You know mm. what I mean? Because, oh, I don't want to talk to her because she's going to hold me accountable and I did right. this thing that, you know, I'm not supposed to do, whatever the case is. That's when those expectations are not, you know what I mean? Like they're not being met so that's the that's a dangerous part of holding expectations i guess i should say of of people because if you're going to hold an expectation of someone then you know and you have that conversation then just be ready for what what comes from it i guess yeah absolutely i think the well i think i think part of that too is when i get if i ever get to the point where i don't like i shy away from that and i shy away from the expectation and the accountability then that means i'm not really in a good place right because i i trust you enough to hold me to that accountability to hold me to the expectation and it's not an expectation that you have of me it's an expectation of i have of me mm-hmm. that i've let you know and that i've cha- and and that i've asked you to hold me accountable to so i think that's what's the the important part is really is that it's a mutual agreed up- agreement right mm-hmm. so if we get to the point where now I have an expectation of myself. I let you know of that expectation of myself that I want to be held accountable to. And I'm asking you to be, to hold me accountable to that expectation. And then I fall short of that expectation on a consistent basis where now it's starting to, um, it's starting to affect my behaviors and my energy and how I am as a person. And now I'm like, the expectations are there for a reason for myself. We know this about myself. So if I get to that place then that that's when you have to be like okay yeah i think that it might be, it might be time that we that i have to pull away from you and that's your every your every right to do that right and vice versa same thing i think that's important okay so to finish off um one of the things that that i really believe in one of the biggest aspects about dual reality we're talking about the reality within yourself and and the outer reality there's so many different realities going on all the time right Mm -hmm. so what i do is i challenge my listeners i challenge my viewers to do life from the inside out to really hone in and focus on themselves to find their purpose and to really live in it that's that's my challenge for them you know because a lot of people it's kind of like that concept when you're on an airplane and they tell you to put a mask on first before you help somebody else that's the concept of dual reality so how do you challenge your supporters or the people in your life to do to live life i always start with i'm an inner healing person Mm -hmm. so i always start with what is like if you have a problem we get down to the root cause Mm -hmm. and the root cause is always built by unforgiveness. And so we find where you have unforgiveness or hurt, you know, whatever hurt you're you're stemming from Mm -hmm. and we forgive. And once you forgive, you allow that to be filled and that's plucked Mm -hmm. from the root. So that way you're not feeling that that void is not there anymore. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when you're, you have friends and they're hurting your feelings, it has nothing to do again with them. Yeah. It has to do with a pain or an insecurity or something that you've dealt with your entire life that is deeply rooted inside you. And so what I challenge the people in my life to do is find that root and pluck it and find that and find where there, where there needs to be forgiveness mm. and, and forgive. And sometimes that doesn't mean, 
you know, it's going to happen right then. You might have to journal. You might have to, it might be a process and usually it is a process, but once you have that healing and you have that forgiveness and you release it, then that, that doesn't have power over you anymore. And the way that other people affect you are going to be a lot, they're going to have a lot less power over you. Yes. I love that. I think that's a huge part of inner healing. Fantastic. Okay. So I got this quote actually, um, from Instagram from third eye thoughts. I also posted it in my mantras. Hi- oh. I also posted it in my mantras highlights on the, uh, my personal page at Mercedes blends with two Z's. Um, so it says, may the overthinking and the doubt exit your mind right now. May clarity replace confusion. May peace and calmness fill your life. You have been strong long enough. It's time to start receiving your blessings. You deserve it. Thanks for watching this episode of Dual Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Mercedes Blends. I have with me uh, Morgan Solis. And we just want to say, have a great day. Thank you so much for listening or watching this episode of Dual Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Mercedes Blend. If you found this episode to be enlightening, to be empowering, please feel free to share, comment, subscribe to however you're listening to it right now. If you feel moved to donate, please check out the website, dualrealitypodcast.com. And I hope you have a great day. You got this.